0: Podcasts many times rather than many podcasts. I hope this day finds you well. <laughs> My name is Jami Kwan, but everyone just calls me Jami, and I'm your host for the Me I Was Tomorrow podcast, which can be found on 10 major platforms iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast. That's what the Ness. Radio Public, and Stitcher. In this place, my goal is to display the mark of an educated mind by entertaining thoughts without accepting them. Here's a quote from Seneca. Inwardly, we ought to be different in every respect, but our outward dress should blend in with the crowd. This podcast is a place where we meet in the middle. Life's journey has brought us here together and that's amazing. Wow. And these are our stories. So I'll close with a quote. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. Hello, my name is Lacey Wilson.
1: I um, am 32 and so excited to be a part of this platform and sharing um, my truths, my struggles, my heartache, whatever comes up i don't um, have any preconceived, and this is the first time that I, without any waiting um, am sharing my story so um, I'm super excited about it and nervous, but um, yeah thank I was, yeah, thank you so much for asking <laughs> and sharing your beginning and why you're doing this. And I just feel even more thrilled and honored to be a part of it. Um, I am originally from a small town in Texas, Bastrop, which is right outside of Austin. And I grew up in a really large Southern black family. Um, My mom has 13 brothers and sisters. My dad has 11 total from um, my grandfather's previous marriage included. Um, And I myself have five siblings, I have a sister and four brothers. So I have a huge family, extended family. And um, for me, growing up was an interesting process. I was kind of, I don't like the term black sheep, but you know, that's kind of what people refer to it as. But um, I felt that way in a lot of ways, because I just had a, a nerdiness about me that I felt like I didn't really share with anybody in my family. Um, School was my safe place and um, I got a lot out of just being a student and really trying to figure out my identity around that first and foremost. Um, And the the reason why school was my safe place is um, there's a lot of abuse in the households um, with the large family and um, to some of the things that came up were, you know, alcoholism was really big and there was one uncle in particular who um, I just, I remember being a kid around seven or eight and probably younger than that at times, just the intensity and the chaos when he was around. And um, for me, like looking back now, I know that I carried a lot of anxiety and I carried a lot of um tension around him and I played this kind of caretaker role um, and this is all in hindsight but to play this caretaker role of making sure he just I just gave him whatever he needed to shut up right like if he wanted a beer out of the fridge i give him a beer out of the fridge like if I mean it was just that like caretaking um, out of fear I was so afraid that some shit was gonna go down and I thought my little bitty body could take care of it, could handle it in some way. Yep. Um, and so that was, you know, consistent until I was about 11. My mom was a a um, single mother. She had me at 17, had my sister at um, 18, had my brother at 23. Um, my dad and my mom separated early and he remarried and uh, married my stepmom and they have three boys. So um, you know, my, my dad was 19 when I was born. So, you know, I had super young parents and my grandmother, both of my grandmothers practically raised me. We lived with my grandma until I was 11, my mom's mom, and, um, lived with her until I was 11. And then we moved into town because we lived, we were country kids. You know, <laughs> she said, we moved into town. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had to grow up kicking rocks and, you know, oh. yelling at the cows across the street in the pasture and shit. Right. Um so we moved into town because we got, you know, active and into sports and all that. Right. And um and and things leveled out uh, for the most part. I think my mom and I were at an interesting place in our relationship um where there was a lot of tension. I was a lot closer to my dad growing up and you know, the whole like mom being unhappy because dad left, like my dad left or what, whatever the drama was, um, which I witnessed quite a bit of it. Um, it, I look like my father. So it's yeah, my mom, <laughs> yeah, my mom took a lot of her anger and frustration out on me. Mm-hmm. and It was mostly verbal, you know, emotional, like look just like a daddy, you know, whatever. And she would say it in this way that was, personal. A, yeah, so personal. And um, I felt that, and I felt the distance between the two of us um, for years. And um, on top of just that struggle of not feeling like I had support with my mom, like feeling this internal conflict of like who I was and how I identified within my family unit. um, And then on top of that, getting the backlash from, you know, the black kids at school just simply because they felt like I didn't fit in or whatever. Like this identity crisis started very early for me.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Hold on. Can we pause? Do you still consider it an identity crisis? Not anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. So can we take a moment to rephrase that? And that's my, right. That's my, because I live in the moment to understand that the stories that we tell, Mm -hmm. be mindful of them because we recreate them in every moment. Right so I'm not running your story but I just wanted to know were you still in that place and if not then can you tell me where you are today to kind of give yourself an addendum to that story and I appreciate you allowing me to um impart that but continue please sure
1: yeah um so yeah today as far as as where I am with who I am and how I show up and navigate the world I um I so appreciate the unique parts of who I am I um, have experienced a really incredible transformation as far as um, how I identify and what those um, pieces of me mean Mm -hmm. and how they came about and how they evolved and a lot of that happened um, once I uh, left for college and just had these moments of um, I mean, questioning, you know, just, like, being curious about what that means and what that looks like and why didn't this work, you know, why didn't certain phrases or situations work um, with friends at school, but, you know, I could go home and they did and then vice versa, like, just all these moments of being curious um, about, like, where I stood um, internally and externally and how to grow in confidence in that. So, once... I got to a place um, around the age of 18 or 19 where I knew on some level I was not straight.
0: I like how you say that. What does that mean? Because I don't understand. When you mean not straight, Mm -hmm. you're who you are. And Mm -hmm. I'm really, cause I'm a mother, right? Mm -hmm. But what does not straight mean? Cause I know we have all these labels, Right. But for you, what does that mean? That's a really good question.
1: Um, so from when I think about Nasha, sure, and that's really, when I think about it now, that's, I don't know if I've ever really said it in that way. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, I think because there are so many labels and, and words we're trying to yes. grab onto, yes. like put our name. Yes. Out, <laughs> yeah I think it's it gets it can get muddled and it's even more confusing and harder to
0: even understand. so can I ask one more clarifying question then when you say not straight can I ask you do you mean to love in a healthier way
1: I mean yeah to love in a healthier way and to love in a way that is true to who
0: I am okay then um, I love that because I understand what it means not to want to identify as straight because I didn't want to identify as lots of things. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to because you didn't say um because it's a label. It's mm-hmm. all a description and perception. And that's why I clarified. So thank you for allowing me to ask the questions and right. continue.
1: I and mean, I think for a long time, you know, I, I would say I'm lesbian. I'm a lesbian. You know ah. like, like I get I could I have a word. There's a word that society says looks like me. Right. Like So that must be it. And that's fine. Like I know what I don't like, you know, so the rest is just me understanding and holding on to those things that do feed me and bring me joy and make me happy and kind of, you know, round out these pieces of who I am Um, because I think identity is complex and it's, I think society has a tendency to make it so much harder really yes to be when it comes to and it's such a personal Mm -hmm. and um in my humble opinion i think a lot of ways society takes away from that for people Mm -hmm. um and so on this side of life for me it's become this you know i have very proud ownership of all of my quote-unquote identities (laughs) (laughs) So you know i don't i don't really want I don't want the labels because I think it um
0: absolutely
1: and I applaud you for being box.
0: brave enough. Thank right. you.
1: There's not a there's not a box. We mm-hmm. made that up. That's
0: something that we created. And that we don't have to agree. And I love that you have taken that opportunity to say I don't always. And I have chosen to stand in this place mm-hmm. of um, being brave enough to say, one, I don't know, because there's nothing that quite fits me, but here's something that best describes, and then allowing for questions, because that takes, that takes strength, that takes uh, bravado, and I applaud you, because very few people are willing to do that, so thank you for allowing me to see that place. Yes. I appreciate it. You're welcome, and thanks
1: for asking. I love how, like, you are, you're making me di- dive a little bit deeper, too, so, <laughs> <Yay>. so um, <laughs> and, yeah. So the, you know, the whole coming out process, um, and journey happened much later from me. I was 27. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing. And so one question up until 27, did you just avoid the conversation or did you live your true self and not choose to divulge that with others? Because for me, one more coming out is just letting other people know. And that really isn't for me. That's Personal, that's not the business. You don't you're not required to do that. And mm-hmm. so are you saying for the aspect of the outwork coming out or for your own inner acknowledgement? Both. Oh wow. Okay. So, wow. You know, I
1: did not have um I I'd say there there was a level of awareness that that lack of awareness that was uh, present for me for a long time okay um, when i was you know i was always curious and wondered and and i believe by the age of 9 or so i was pretty sure <laughs> that i was attracted and and more attracted and drawn to girls and so by the time i was 18 um and I, ne- I didn't date growing up you know, I was an athlete. I did sports and focused on school. So, uh, you know, dating and being in the middle of that world was not something that I entertained much. Mm-hmm. And my mom asked me when I was 18, my senior year in high school, she's like, are you a lesbian? She asked. She straight up asked me. And wow. I said, what? No. Why would you think that? And uh, like left it at that. And, so
0: pause, wait, mm-hmm. let's pause. In that moment, looking back, How did you feel when she asked you? Were you surprised or did you feel defensive? I felt
1: scared. Ah, okay. Um, There was a part of me that wanted to
0: tell the truth. Okay. Wait a minute. You said the truth. So you had an understanding Mm -hmm. and you weren't ready to share it with her. Now my question would be for other mothers, right? Because I'm a mother. And for other mothers that will listen to this, what do you wish that your mother had said or done to allow you that safe space? What could she have said or done to give you the opportunity to understand that you were welcomed in this space to express yourself safely?
1: I love this question because my mom did exactly what I would want my mother to do again. Okay. And it was, she asked, she had asked me, and we had had conversations, you know, up until that point of where I knew that if I was struggling with, you know, sexuality, or if I was having sex, like any of those things, my mother was a safe place for those conversations. Even though we had this like disconnect between us on another level, you know, like there was this understanding for me that I knew I could tell my mom. If I got in any situation like that, or like, you know, I knew I could tell her it was very much my own hangups, my own fears, and journeys. my own, mm-hmm, my own, um, my f- fear of judgment, um, is what kept me from, from sharing with her because after she asked me, I said, no, and she was like, you know. That's fine. If you're like, I just was asking. I've been curious. You hadn't, you know, in her mind, me not dating boys equals like maybe there's another, you know, maybe she's attracted to whatever. But she also was very loving in her response, and there was no judgment in that. And so
0: you just weren't ready.
1: I wasn't ready. Okay. Wasn't
0: ready. And thank you for telling that story for the mothers that are out there pondering and wondering and thinking they're doing something wrong patience mm-hmm. love and patience and and waiting for someone else to do their journey matters because when you were ready you did mm-hmm. it journey It thank is you. a personal journey thank you um and I can't
1: trust that enough and so you know it was and from then from about 18 on it was this question and, and this curious space for me mm. um, and I kept tiptoeing, like walking towards it and walking back and didn't do anything about it. Um, and in fact, I did the exact opposite. Oh.
0: I got married when I was 22. To a male. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, so wait a minute. You didn't put your life on hold. You dug in to conform. Exactly. Oh, that's so interesting. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I love it. we into count. Uh, conforming. and Of course, because you were questioning. So, of course, the best thing to do, because you had been doing it for so long, was to run back and be what everyone saw. And as long as you stayed little and did what everyone thought you could do, you were safe. Play, play it safe. Play it safe. Because it was easy. It wasn't hard. It wasn't the end of the world. Everybody did it. Yeah. And you played it safe.
1: I did. There was not much of a oh. time in my part when it came to facing society with that right so I played it safe and it was and it was an intentional choice right of course it it was very much I was aware of it and I will never forget the day my wedding day Mm. my best friend walked up to me and I was sick I had a fever I had just like not feeling well she walked up to me and she said you do I don't know why I'm saying this to you but you do not have to do this I will go pull up the car and we will leave right now and you didn't nope and I was like oh no
0: like what are you saying Why are you (laughs) right now like how old were you 22 got it I know exactly how you feel I've had a parallel experience so I get it Mm -hmm. I totally get it You were going to be what everyone and you felt would be the best thing. And so you were ready to go. You had put it in and honey, you was rolling that dice. You had made that bet and you was ready to go. Well,
1: and the church was
0: a big part of that too. Of course. I was going to ask about that. So you grew up when you said that my first assumption was, and I was waiting. So you had a, a family that had some kind of spiritual religious background.
1: Yes. And my, um, my dad is a
0: Methodist pastor. Oh, my dad was a Baptist pastor. Hey, Preacher's Kid. Hey, hey PK. Hey, PK. Hey. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Horrible. Just horrible, honey. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Because we see the world in very juxtaposition places, and people don't understand that. Yeah. Because we have a foundation of faith that at the time was... Unshakable, you don't understand what it is. Most people don't understand what it is to believe with every core of every being Mm -hmm. and then have to question that, face that, and put it aside. You don't understand. I believe that I would that that was the scent of death, honey. To To question what to question God Mm -hmm. and to put God aside and to be something outside of what God had ordained, right. What? I lived with a minister. My great-grandfather was a minister. My stepmother is an act girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I totally get it. And I know what fear is. Because fear was, for me, the loss of literally my life and soul, because that's what I was taught. Like, really? you believe the sky is blue. I believe there was a God. I mean, period. Like, <laughs> it Like it was not something. Uh-huh. I mean, it's concrete. Like, period. It's, yeah. For sure. Like, people say, oh, I think. No, 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 no. I did not think. I knew. from, it, from the first breath I took Great. there was God right so it is it people I, very few people understand what it is like to have to stand before yourself mm-hmm. and question the very totality that you believe could in your life that is not something that people have to do every day
1: no and I yeah not at all and it it came to a head oh three, <laughs> yeah at 20 around 27 mm-hmm. um, was at this place where I was like, "I'm, I'm done." The my spouse at the time had um, made some choices that were, uh, again, completely against anything we believed and preached about. Um, right. he had so he had an affair, and um, <laughs> I, I stayed. Parallel well,
0: life, of course. How long did you stay? I stayed for a year until uh, I yeah. stayed longer than that. But yeah. because, so was, because, because, yeah. tell me why? Tell us all why.
1: Well, because you stick it out, you work uh-huh. it out, you know, uh-huh. marriage counseling and yes. get a plan and, you, yes. know, you know, stay by your husband's side, no matter what.
0: And you, you love, love and forgive. On every <laughs> level, you love and forgive, <laughs> no matter what happens. So that's what I did. Uh-huh. Because we were good trained. We, we oh, believed yeah. in what that said. And we believed that if we did that thing, and this is, Pause. That's what this podcast is about. We had a belief system. That was our foundation. And we felt like if I did step A, then step B would happen. And once I did B, then C would happen. And what we're really talking about is sure we did A, B, and C, but what was the truth underneath?
1: Right.
0: And we were willing to recognize that even though we were mechanically doing A, B, and C, there was a deeper truth. And the bravado and the 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 love of self to stop Mm -hmm. when everything in your world is telling you to go and you're going. But that braveness, and for me, that's spirituality in God. Absolutely, Absolutely. that is the that was my highlight of God. So I am not religious. I am not spiritual, but I know God because I know what it is like to go against normalcy Absolutely. and everything else that everyone says. But to sit down in the darkest place, mm-hmm. in the place where you are broken, in the place where no one can see, and question your God, and to have to stand before Him with who you are, mm-hmm. and to say. To the God that you really, truly believe in, here I am. And I believe in your omnipotence. And I believe that you make no mistakes. So I must be perfect because that's what you said. Right. Or do I believe everything outside of me that tells me opposite? That's powerful. And so I understand where you were in that closet, that prayer closet within yourself. I totally get it. And I applaud you for doing that. It's not easy.
1: (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't easy. That year was transformative for me yes uh, so we had a house in my <laughs> you had a perfect life a house a suburban house. Yes. I was working in um special education at the time and mm. I um had a craft room in my house and I would I got to a point after I found out he was having an affair um where I would just come home and mm. Just retreat. Like, I didn't want to be around people. And I'm, there may have been some depression involved for sure. Of course. And um, I would go in my craft room and just create anything. I would write, I would paint, I would (laughs) draw, I would do anything. Yeah. The sanctuary for me. And so, a year before that, I think it was a year before that, um, no, it was that summer summer of 2012 okay uh, my uh grandmother passed away
0: i'm sorry for your loss
1: uh, no thank you and the year a year and a half before that my other grandmother passed away so oh. i lost both of my grandmothers um in less than 2 years and i found out that my spouse was cheating on me that in august of 2012 mm. so it would just like all of this energy and grief. Uh-huh. And so my craft room and at the same time, I am also experiencing the
0: kind of this weight of my own existence. Exactly. Because yes. exactly. you've been playing the game for a long time. And now this, and now you ain't getting the feedback you thought you were going to get for the sacrifice you were given. Exactly. So now you like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold up Right. So, yeah, I would just, i'd
1: stay in my craft room and it was april of 2013 mm. i couldn't even tell you what exactly happened and i don't know if anything it was anything you similar. yeah i did <laughs> but yeah. i went to work and i was standing in my classroom looking out the window and um at some point i said i quit hmm. I quit. I quit him. Ooh. Oh, my God. I quit oh. everything. I quit everything. And right now. But in that moment, I quit yeah. everything. I'm out. And um, that's powerful. Oh, I know that feeling too. Yeah. And then it lasted about three seconds. I mean, it was short. Yeah, you and put it down. I was like, okay, like, I don't like how lonely that feels. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you was like that was okay. I tried right. it. I quit. But let me back up a little bit. Right, right, right. I gotta pick something up. <laughs> like, Cause on. see, you were quick to uh live it. Hold on. Let me experience it. Let me take it in and its authenticity. Okay, I experienced that. Let me back up and read, adjust Yeah, let me adjust.
1: Cause let's not be extreme, right? Like, <laughs> That like I you got something to hold on to, ready to throw in the towel completely. Right. And what I chose to pick up was God, and I was like, Mm. okay, that feels right. And I know that I have enough communication with you to to be okay. So I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what this feels like. I have no idea what is about to happen. Everything is about to change.
0: Right now. And I accept it and I'm good. We good. Bye bye. Let's go. We good. We own it. <laughs> Let's go. And within three months, my entire life had changed. Girl like nobody had ever seen. They, some people called you crazy. Oh yeah. Some people said, questioned your sanity, thought you was on drugs, and lost your ever loving <laughs> They want to pray on you, honey, so bad. They want to intercede. They want to tell you everything. Everybody had an opinion about mm-hmm. who Lacey should be, who Lacey was. what yeah, Lacey messages you know. and Facebook yeah. messages from my pastors
1: um, talking about, I'm on your trail. And, you know, have have you forgotten Romans 1? Oh. What's unfortunate is I can't remember Romans 1 now. No,
0: don't even do it. Don't you do it. You know what? Just to be spiteful, I'm going to put it in the notes. You know I am now. Hold on. I'm going to make a note to myself because I'm being ugly because I just want to be there with you. And I, listen, if you can see me, I got my little eyes, my little fingers to you. I am romance. I'm typing it right now. I'm going to be here with you. Come on. I'm right here with you. <laughs> it was like, what in the world? And so in that
1: in that three months i um had met this woman and i had my husband and i like at the time we're already talking separation we're pretty much i was like um you had done it right
0: you had done it he had had an affair and so let's be honest talking from a god place you didn't have a coven anymore no what? So you had been through that dark place, had that conversation, and he wasn't showing much reform. It sounds like so. da.
1: No, he didn't show any reform until I confronted him about what I was doing. Like not like I the decisions that I was making for myself. Like absolutely, I don't want to be married anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm coming out. Like I just told him. Like oh, you did. So he he got the conversation. Congrat. Wow. Okay. I was I was feeling bold. Uh, you, done, like, i've been in this place of of hiding i've been in this place of like keeping my truths from myself and yes. also from everybody else in my family my friends yes. my life i was done okay. and i was done with the lie of what we had
0: was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes you were done with settling. so wait that's a great place to pause because yeah. we're at Two minutes and 14 seconds before 30 minutes mm-hmm. so let's do this we're going to pause you take two breaths and we're going to start over don't don't go anywhere hold on let me pause <music>